And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And you're listening to BC Food and Wine Radio Network across the province today. Uh, Casey, we're closing in on Mother's Day. What have you been doing this week? What have you been cooking this week? Tony, I made 12 quarts of beautiful spaghetti meat sauce. That's a lot of dinners. Are you going to have 12 spaghetti dinners before next week? Or? My daughter bought a freezer. Oh, all right. Good for them. Well, I want to report, uh, it's probably no big deal, but I had these incredible fajitas this week uh, that my wife produced all of the trimmings for. But at the last second after the beef was done, we took the tortillas and spread them over the barbecue. And within 30 seconds, they were done perfectly. And it just made such a difference to the final flavor of that uh, fajita. It was so great. That is a fantastic idea. Yeah, it was just so simple. Uh, big show today, folks. Uh, first, Casey, we're going out to see, uh, we're going to chat with John Skinner in uh, in the Okanagan. Yes. In, in, in Skaha. Uh, lots of questions for him. The, the, he does a lot of weddings. I wonder, you know, what's going on there. Yeah, I think Not those much. are canceled. Yeah. And we're going to uh, find out how tastings are going to change at Painted Rock. Yeah, uh, how they'll, and this is a big question about how tastings will operate now at wineries uh, as things open up a little bit. And I know we're going to hear more about that uh, today in British Columbia or this week in British Columbia. Uh, Then uh, to a place we visited last year, Casey, just before it opened, uh, Mount Boucherie, just before they completed the reno. Yes, and there was nobody there. Yeah, but it's more or less all complete now, but now nobody can go there yet. So they're. We're going to find out uh, when they'll be receiving uh, people again uh, as things uh, open up here. It should be fun for them to show off their new premises. Uh, premises. We'll talk with Jesse Harnden, GM, and Jeff Hundermark. He's the head winemaker. And then uh, it's been a while, but we're really happy today to have Ingrid Jarrett on. Uh, toughest job in B.C., president, CEO of the B.C. Hotel Association. Uh, have they got rooms to rent? That's a good question. And how are they going to rent them? It's going to be a whole different yeah. Protocol. And finally, uh, perfect timing. We catch up with Steve Moriarty. Of course, he's the wine director at Savon Foods, and we're going to chat to him about uh, what's been happening, how things are going online, and uh, maybe a few things that they've got cooking for Mother's Day, and maybe some new listings, some new wineries inside the store at Savon Foods. Yes, and I want to know what the average grocery basket looks like now compared to this time a year ago. Yeah, how it's changed. So all that and more coming up next. Steve Moriarty, wine director, Save On Foods. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. At Family-Owned Therapy Vineyards and Inn, their family like yours has made changes to daily routines. Now offering curbside pickup or, as always, order at therapyvineyards.com for convenient delivery to your home. 
Stay connected with Therapy Vineyards through their newly launched video series, along with great spring offers. From their family to yours, they look forward to welcoming you to beautiful Naramata soon. As their labels have stated since 2017, we're in this together. TherapyVineyards.com Come and get married in the land of Ing at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyas. Beachfront on Osuyas Lake, Canada's warmest lake. One stop for all your wedding dreams. Gorgeous lakefront suites at Watermark Beach Resort for you, your family, and your friends. Farm-to-table South Okanagan cuisine. Dining and whining, laughing and celebrating. Deep in wine country. (laughs) Connect today. Weddings at watermarkbeachresort.com. Finhorn Creek Vineyards is now offering you the exclusive opportunity to take advantage of free shipping when you place an order purchasing over six bottles. Send wine to someone you love to show them you're thinking of them this season. Now, while their tasting bar remains closed, their award-winning Miradoro restaurant is offering takeout, so you can experience the flavors of Tinhorn from the comfort of your home. Online and telephone orders are also available for curbside pickup. For the latest updates, please visit tinhorn.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. There was more, more, just inside the door, in the store, in the store. There was more, much more, just inside the door, in the corner grocery store. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Great piece. Yeah. Do you do you remember Rafi, Casey? I do remember Rafi. Uh, hey, we're really pleased to have our next guest on uh, just ahead of Mother's Day. Steve Moriarty is a wine director over at Save On Foods and I think many other things uh, uh, in the last uh, few weeks. Steve, uh, how are you today? Good morning. Great to be with you guys. We're, we're good here at Save On Foods. Yeah, I I guess I you know I see your delivery vans in the neighborhood, and uh, so I guess my question is, how are your employees managing uh, with all the pressure and the changes that, and all the pivoting that's going on in your business? Well, that's a that's a tough question from 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 a lot of different perspectives. But overall, I would like to say is that is that our our team members have really stepped up to the plate and really quite I don't want to say surprised us because we know we we have some of the best team members. In, in the in the in the grocery channel, and uh, but they've really uh, started to fit into the to the what we would call the new the new way of doing things, and they're uh, they're they're more comfortable in their role and in in how to in how to best uh, relate to consumers and and to to pri- reprioritize the health and safety of not only themselves but of the of our consumers and customers uh, mm. first and foremost. And Steve, how difficult is it to manage demand and supply in retail during COVID? Well, we're very fortunate in in Canada as a as a leader in worldwide uh, food um, production facilitation. What I mean by that is the transportation, logistics, supply and demand. We're very organized because of the necessities of the efficiencies to be in Canada, which is so widespread and spread out compared to the density of population, say, in the United States. So we're very fortunate that we've been able to manage our supply. We went through that first, um, that, that first, I would say, that chaotic period for the first couple of weeks where, you know, everybody, um, everybody really stocked up on, on a lot of products. And we found our way through that, and we've ramped up our supply um, expectations. And 
I think uh, as of this morning, I believe we were running around 90, 91 percent uh, as as a, what we call a fill rate was the means of that the many products that we have in our stores as compared to normal. Wow. So we we're pretty comfortable where we are today, and we're we're getting um, more and more comfortable every day. Steve, uh, I also was wondering. I just thinking about this this week. A lot of product uh, comes still, you know, came into supermarkets from around uh, the world, or at least from North America for sure. And has that stopped, or is that still happening? I know the borders were open for business, but uh, how has that well, in- impacted you? Well, that's a good question, Tony. But the, the facts are: is we're very reliant on our, our, our southern border uh, partner, uh, the United States. For a lot of fresh product, um, we all we're all probably aware that you know the majority of, of fresh produce, vegetables, fruit, still originate in in the southern part of the United States, or they have to travel through the United States to come from Mexico. Uh, so yeah, that that supply chain is still up and running, and um, it, it's getting more efficient. I know there's a lot of concern about how the the trucking industry is is surviving in in, in the current state, but um, we're we're very, we've been pleased lately about our partners in the U.S. How they've stepped up to make sure that that our supply chain has not been interrupted. Great. And mm. Steve, what does the average grocery basket look like now compared to a year ago? Oh, I want to say black and white, night and day. Um, and boy, has it changed. Uh, it's it's really it's it's actually stepped back in time. I mean. I've been around a long time selling groceries, and uh, today the consumer is buying much more comfort food, which, which we mean by is home preparation uh, products. So people are buying baking products, uh, sugar, flour, baking uh, uh, products, cake mixes, um, everything that would go, you know, in, in, the, in the traditional kitchen that we think of when uh, our moms and our grandparents or grandmothers were baking in the kitchen. We see this. We see this uh, direct change, and it's really quite interesting now to see the dynamics of, of what the grocery store really means again. Rather rather than just come in and grab and go, there's a bit of a, an exploration going on in the grocery stores to find products that maybe we didn't eat all the time or consume all the time, but now that we've got maybe more time on our hands in the kitchen, is, is that we're looking to prepare things yeah. and we're looking to make things. Well, I know oh, I've lost my social life, so that's what I'm doing. I'm cooking and baking like crazy and putting it in the freezer, getting my daughter to pick it up, that type of thing. And it's uh, it almost sounds like everything that was in the deli is now being made at home. I, I think that's a that's a that's an assumption. I think is fairly close. Uh, it, it, without a doubt, the consumer has has got time at home, and I, I know in our house we, we we're still we're seeing much more in, in the kitchen production time, and we spent more time in our kitchen than we have in a long, long, long time. Well, I want to talk a bit about wine now, uh, and uh, one of the things that intrigues me, because you hear so many stories out there, I'm guessing that with no restaurant channels, that are you seeing more wines or more offers of wines from other wineries that perhaps weren't in the grocery chain uh, uh, earlier on? Oh, absolutely, Tony. We've, we, uh, I wouldn't say there's a day that goes by without... Uh, without a local British Columbia winery reaching out to us, asking if there's a way we can be of assistance. And we're more than enthusiastic about that. Um, we've actively probably this, this, this spring, 
uh, Brown Auto about a dozen more wineries into our mix. You know, you know, we already have the world's largest selection of BCVQA wines. I think last week we sold, uh, I, I saw the number yesterday, 1,271 different SKUs of British Columbia wine sold in our wow. stores last, uh, last week. Wow, that's a lot. And Steve, how has the crisis changed the consumers, the way they're purchasing wines? Um, well, quite quite candidly, is, is that they, they've kind of fallen back in what, what we call a default position because we've lost the ability to um, taste or demo or influence the customer's uh, consumption pattern because we, we do have great success at sharing new wines or different kinds of wines with our, with our consumers. And from that, they, they get the opportunity to try a lot of different wines. And uh, through that, uh, the absentee of that is, is that we see a lot of consumers fall back to varietals and um, particularly brands that have been around a long time. So we see a lot of the more popular brands kind of growing, growing in sales right now. But still, yeah. we have great diversity. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like an, emo- an emotional buy when you go back to where, you know, uh, wines that you used to drink. I think that's right to some degree. And uh, we're looking forward to, you know, in, in, in the next round when we get past this is, is to reinvigorate our tasting program, which we know will just add more incentive to all the great variety we have already. Yeah, uh, well, Mother's Day is just around the corner, Steve, and I know that sparkling wine, sparkling rosé and rosé would be big with uh, most moms on the weekend. Uh, how is your supply of that looking as, uh, uh, for this weekend? It, it's, am- it's amazing. I think we've added seven new sparkling wines to our mix since uh, just since January. So we have, a, we've had the, we have the greatest selection of sparkling BC wine now uh, that I've ever seen in one location. And, of course, uh, rosé wine at an all-time high. I believe we have 78 skews of rosé wine at this time. <laughs> and uh, so we've, we've got sparkling and we've got rosé covered no matter what you possibly, which possible kind that you might want to try. And, of course, BC wines are so diverse. They're all over the, the map as far as taste and as far as, uh, you know, experience. I think yeah. we've got you covered. We've got you covered. And uh, what about for mom? Like, I noticed you have flowers. Is that going to be a possibility this weekend for mom and a few of those things available too? Yes, yes, we do, actually. Our, our, our floral team has put together um, uh, a new floral package that uh, we call it COVID safe or in, friendly, I guess we, we, is a better word to use, is, is that we will, have, uh, we will have some limited floral activity. Of course, we've got great selection of chocolates. And there's nothing better than put that all together with some uh, fresh orange juice and sparkling wine for some mimosas. And yeah. uh, the best thing of all is just get some great BC food to go along with that and cook mom dinner. Well, tasting wine six feet apart is uh, not the way it used to be, but it's better than nothing. And uh, I, I can attest that it's uh, still fun to do. So for our listeners who are looking for wines, uh, you can get in and check the shelves uh, regularly. Now, what time are you open, Steve? Can we just review that again for our listeners and how they can get Certainly. in the stores? Our, our, our wine stores, of course, are open now. At, uh, with this change, we've opened up at 7 o'clock in the morning. Of course, uh, 7 till 8 every morning. Is, we reserve that for uh, senior citizens and uh, individuals who find it challenging to go shopping. 
And mm-hmm. in addition to that, we're still open until 10 o'clock at night. Steve Moriarty, thanks so much for joining us. I know how busy you are, but it's great to get an inside update on what's happening in grocery and, of course, uh, keeping track of BC Wines, the largest selection of uh, BC VQ Wines in the country are sold right here in British Columbia stores at Save on Foods. Thanks for joining us, Steve, and uh, stay safe. You too, please. See you soon. Steve Moriarty, he's the wine director of uh, Save on Foods. Sounds like, Casey, you uh, should get over there. You love sparkling wine. I Uh, do. I am going to head over there. uh, Okay, plenty more coming up on the show, folks. Uh, We are going to take a short break and come back to speak with Ingrid Jarrett. She's the president and CEO of the BC Hotel Association. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. The team at Spirit Ridge would like to send out heartfelt thank yous to everyone. Thank you to the community. Thanks to the frontline workers at hospitals and care homes for keeping our loved ones safe. And to all our fire and police personnel. And thank you to all those who are helping and working hard to make us stronger. Spirit Ridge Resort. Stay strong and we'll be here for you. Part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Visit spiritridge.ca. Mount Boucherie Estate Winery may be closed for the time being, but that doesn't mean you don't have access to their amazing wines. Check out their open online store today for fantastic curbside specials. Right now, get a 20% local discount on feature wines. Wine Club members, you get a 30% discount. And don't forget they offer free shipping in BC and Alberta on all case orders. For more information, awesome deals, and updated developments, please visit mtboucherie.com. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, B.C. We're now offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We're all hunkering down and preparing for weeks of social distancing. Hillside is here to make it just a little bit easier. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, Ingrid Jarrett's joining us. She's the president and CEO of the BC Hotel Association. I can't think of a more important job at this uh, juncture of uh, British Columbia and the and the right person in the right position. Ingrid, uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for your accolades. I appreciate I, that. I can't imagine what you're going through, but uh, we do want to talk today about BC hotels. I know there uh, you've been in discussion with government uh, for probably many weeks now, with uh, probably with Dr. Bonnie Henry, my new uh, hero as well. Uh, we want to be safe, but we want to go out. Where, where do we even start? 
Yeah, you know, Tony, it's been a wild ride. The last uh, nine weeks or eight weeks for us has just been something that none of us would have ever even dreamed possible. Um, So you're right, we're working uh, very closely with government and, and, you know, four or five ministries, uh, making sure that the hotel community can support the current crisis in, in all of its different forms. And then, uh, you know, we're now looking at a time when uh, we're, everybody is excited to start traveling, traveling wisely, yeah, uh, still with due care. And, you know, all of our hotels uh, around the province, which span every community and are ev- literally everywhere in the province mm-hmm. and of all sizes, that, w- you know, that we're really ready to go. Yeah. And um, I can tell you a uh, uh, enormous amount of work has been being done um, by all different kinds of accommodators. So that's backcountry lodges and fishing resorts to, you know, hella skiing and hiking remote uh, lodges or cabins to bed and breakfast to city center hotels and everything in between. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're the lead organization bringing these teams together, uh, making recommendations and working really closely with government, how we can make sure that our already best practices are updated and that we're uh, the protocols that we all work to make sure that our employees, our guests and our businesses themselves remain safe and, um, you know, that we have a sustainable future. I, I just feel overwhelmed hearing you talk about it. I can't even imagine the time, Ingrid, that's gone into this. And I'm wondering, what do you see as possible new protocols in hotels going forward? Well, I think, um, you know, until we get the specific information that we need about the virus, we need to err on the side of caution. And, you know, I think all of us being in our homes and being isolated and, you know, practicing this distancing and, you know, just staying in our pods and, you know, we're socially removed from what we normally would be uh, experiencing in the world of hospitality and tourism. So it it provides us this opportunity to analyze things like touch points and arrival experiences and, you know, everything you do touch, uh, everything from your credit card to, uh, you know, the guest room key cards to, you know, sort of go elevators. I mean, it's an enormous list. And of course, every different style of accommodator has different touch points. And so you're right, Casey, it's been an almost unbelievable amount of work. Uh, I think we're very close to having best practices that are then vetted and made sure that they, you know, fit the WorkSafe BC and the the BC Health and the the Federal Health Department. Everybody has, you know, sort of a lens that they need to uh, view best practices through. And I guess no more crowded lobbies will be one of them, Ingrid. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think we will see a very different arrival experience. There will be no more big lineups in the lobby. You're absolutely right. But, you know, another part of that is that an enormous part of our business and our success in the province and what we're known for is actually weddings, meetings, conventions. You know, we have this amazing convention centre in Vancouver, and then we have them all around the province as well. So 
you know, I think the phased approach is appropriate. And I think part of the phase two or phase three, and we're already working on this with our partners as well, and there are international groups working on this as well, uh, is, you know, how do we still have meetings, conventions, weddings, and gatherings? I mean, think about the marathon in Vancouver. Yes. All of this is part of our economy, and it, it doesn't, I don't think it means it has to stop. It means that we need to be wise about how we can do it a little bit differently. We're speaking with Ingrid Jarrett. She's the president and CEO of the BC Hotel Association uh, with an unbelievable amount of balls up in the air at the moment. Let's just say that, and I'm pretty sure that we're going to have a little bit of uh, at least local travel. Uh, So if I can travel to the island or the Okanagan or somewhere and check into a hotel, will we be able to do something like that, do you think, in the next month or two? Oh, absolutely. Uh, in a safe way? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, we're anticipating, and, you know, we work closely with Destination BC and the regional destination marketing organizations and, you know, Destination Canada really saying, okay, so what does recovery look like? And how do we start um, not only uh, being prepared for people to come, but how do we start educating a traveler that is used to, you know, freewheeling and going wherever they want and doing whatever that their greatest desire is? You know, how do we find a new reality that still has that marvelous travel experience, uh, especially with all the options that we have in British Columbia? And how do we make sure that everybody's safe? And, um, you know, I think the first phase is uh, definitely uh, regional domestic. So Vancouver will come to the island or, or come to the Okanagan or the north will go or we'll go to the north. And I think, you know, over the next couple of months, we'll see a lot of that as parks open up. And, you know, we're thinking that people may well be looking for those wild outdoor spaces because they're not crowded. And yeah. I think that there are regions that will benefit and recover first. Any any silver linings here in terms of the way that we may run a hotel? Or uh, I'm thinking you won't clean my room the whole time I'm there, but maybe there's a savings there, an energy savings, and we're smarter about all that. Or yeah, you know, Tony, we've worked really hard on some programming <clears throat> while so many hotels are closed on making sure that we have best practices from a sustainability practice, from energy savings, from operational um, efficiencies. We've just launched our education platform, which is, you know, education institutions all over the province have provided all kinds of training to keep us connected. Um, And I think that there will be operations that will help uh, from a fiscal sustainability perspective. Mm -hmm. But I think ultimately, you know, I look at the wine industry, and uh, of course, you and I are both very connected to that industry, and we love it. Um, You know, there's been some benefits to restaurants being able to actually deliver wine with the meals that never used to happen. And, you know, like Expo, when we opened on Sundays, we never went back. So I think that there are changes within the hospitality industry. And, you know, the majority of our hotels and accommodators do have food and beverage as well of all forms. And so we will see changes, but I think there are silver linings too. Will people be spending that are working in the hotels more time in the rooms cleaning? Or you've got to come up with something, I guess, that's more efficient? 
Yeah, you know, Casey, there's some a lot of research going on right now with different devices that can actually make sure that the clean the room is sterile and cleaned between guests. Uh, they are all currently being researched and trial tested. And again, I, I really look to our, um, you know, our BC medical uh, officer and WorkSafe to make sure that, you know, all of, all of these different new products, whether it's cleaning or sanitizing, oh, they're everywhere, believe me, um, that, you know, if we could come up with something that was very efficient and effective, everybody would get it. There is no question because everybody's committed to the safety of, of our guests and our employees. Just what can we do? We're a consumer if we want. What's your advice to us at the moment to sit tight? Or how do we get more information about any hotel or, uh, you know, moving forward? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the most important thing right now, and you're doing it by allowing me, having this chat with me, is it's important that our the people in the province understand and have a, cons- a confidence that we are uh, making sure that we're doing everything to keep them safe and that we really do want them to come and travel. The other thing is pay attention to all of the announcements and know that, you know, the experts in the medical departments and in our travel partner uh, organizations really have everybody's best interest at hand because we need to regenerate this sustainable tourism that we've worked so hard to get to. Ingrid, uh, thanks so much for joining us. What we'll do is we'll stay in touch with you over the next month or two. I know there's going to be many announcements, and we can uh, do more for our listeners. BCHA.com is where you can go to get some of that information. And as uh, we've always suggested, listen to the experts. They know what they're talking about, and we'll get this done. We only want to do it once, right, Ingrid? One restart would be enough. Absolutely right. That's the goal. Okay. Thank you so much. See you soon. Thank you. Ingrid Jarrett, she's the president and CEO of the BC Hotel Association. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Plenty more coming up on the show from the Okanagan. Stick around. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save on Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save on Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Calling all winemakers, craft brewers, cider makers, or artisan distillers. Canada's first wine village is coming, and you could be a part of it. Located at the gateway to Canada's wine capital in Oliver, the village provides turnkey, low-capital production facilities that are available for lease starting now. But with space for only 16 artisan producers, the time to act is now to be part of history and start crafting your unique story. To learn more, visit districtwinevillage.com. Black Hills Estate Winery invites you to raise a glass with them this spring to celebrate the start of their 20th anniversary season. They're offering free shipping when you place an order, purchasing six bottles or more so you can experience some of their new spring releases, like their elegant Chardonnay and Carmenere, while relaxing at home. Check in with them at blackhillswinery.com to find the latest news. And for more information, make sure to like them on Facebook or follow them on Instagram. 
Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson, and I always have a party with these guys, even on email. Even on email. Really? Email parties? Email parties. I'm not uh, sure what that is. Jeff and Jesse. Jeff Hundermark, he's the head winemaker. Jesse Harnden, the GM up at Mount Boucherie, uh, recently described to me as the, the, the largest, most modern empty winery in the Okanagan. Is that fair to say? <laughs> Was that? I meant that in a loving way, guys. It's breathtaking. It's yeah. just only one breath at a time. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. I, 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 you know, I, I know how hard it is to do anything in construction, but to finally get a winery built and then have this COVID nineteen, it's, uh, it's a bit of a juggle. How are you guys managing? Uh, yeah, the timing was pretty impeccable. It was almost like a slapstick movie. We did all our orientation, had the restaurant ready to go, did a couple dry runs, and we're ready to open. And then, uh, you know, things hit the fan. So. It was yeah. uh, it was totally surreal. So you'll have some pent up demand maybe to deal with uh, shortly. We're hoping for some good news uh, this week and next in British Columbia. So maybe that'll that will help out. But we're going to carry on anyways because uh, what I've been told is people are selling a lot of wine. Is Mount Boucherie in, included in that? Yeah, I mean the support from Canadians from coast to coast has been a real lifesaver. It's been a a treat to see how how supportive people are. It's been uh, it totally surpassed any expectation I would have ever had. Yeah, and you're the first guys we've talked to uh, since uh, we hear that Ontario now is going to accept BC wine. That's got to be a nice uh, nice push for British Columbia wineries if they can get in there and sell some wine. Yeah, it's nice to have it on paper. I've been shipping illegally for years, so it won't affect me too much. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a joke. I just love that. (laughs) These guys, they're so far behind the curve. As I said last week, finally, finally after, you know, a decade. I can throw out all those olive oil stickers. (laughs) Yeah. God, I, I think best. we might have to delete this segment if it goes no, on anymore. No, I think we should send it, send it directly over to uh, licensing. I read a great story this week. I'm going to be really quick about a U.S. winery, and it was how to try and ship wine. And there was so many rules about samples because they're sending out samples, and they're in the wrong size bottle, and they don't have the right labels, and they don't conform to any of the regulations, and there's a million regulations. It, it's just such a joke to try and sell wine yeah. anywhere in North America. But uh, never mind. Let's talk about Mount Boucherie and uh, let's talk about wine, Jeff. Uh, maybe we'll start. Has it been a good start for the season for you, uh, growing, uh, growing wise, vineyard wise? Well, we got through the winter nicely, and uh, you know, got everything pruned and everything was wonder- going wonderfully. This all took place, and uh, we we ended up not having uh, enough enough staff initially to to work in the vineyard, so it was a little bit um, dicey for a while. But uh, we managed to uh, we managed to get a few of our our staff from the restaurant and the retail shop to come and give us a hand in the winery or sorry in the vineyard, and uh, some of them have stayed by and and are loving it. They're learning tons and and uh, you know having a great time in the vineyard. But some of them, yeah. you know, didn't yeah. like are it not so farmers. Much. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't the, blame them. <laughs> But still, it's a great connection for people working in a wine shop to at least work in a vineyard that really would up their game, I think, when they're talking to customers. 
Absolutely. I mean, just to be able, I mean, I see we've got a, one fellow in particular that works in the retail shop that uh, he tweets just about every day or Instagrams or whatever the kids do these days and, uh, <laughs> and shows pictures of, of what he's experiencing. And it's spectacular, like just to see the, you know, the enthusiasm, you know, the stories he's going to come back with when he goes to, uh, to talk about these wines that he worked on himself. It's going to be yeah. kind of really, uh, really kind of cool. But Jesse, uh, by the way, uh, you, you all your new labels are out. They look fantastic uh, on the bottle. You've really done a great job there. Why don't we start with that for for people who maybe don't know Mount Boucherie? How are your wines laid out, or what do you have tiers, or how, how do you sell your wines to customers? Yeah, I mean it's a pretty new phenomenon. So for the last two years, to kind of coincide with the grand opening of this wonderful building, we've been working on a couple, uh, two different tiers in addition to the regular portfolio. So um, the ones I'm really, really excited to sell, I've never been so excited to sell a wine uh, in my career, but unfortunately there's no one to sell it to, uh, it's called the Original Vine Series. And as uh, we've discussed before, you know, Boucherie is unique in that uh, it kind of spans the history of Okanagan viticulture in the sense that they started planting in the 60s, went through the kind of Becker thing in the 70s, had some of the first vinifera in the 80s and 90s. Yep. And so we thought we'd really celebrate that and basically isolate all of our older blocks, uh, the kind of unwritten rules that they had to be from uh, planted before the year 2000. And then we just picked, you know, three whites and three reds that uh, Jeff and I and everybody else love to drink. And so uh, we've just gotten them into bottle and ready to roll. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to show them off to the world. Yeah, no, we the, can't wait to try them. I want to know the story about the labels. They are the most beautiful labels I've seen in a long time. They're just stunning. Uh, I'll pay you that five bucks a little later, Casey. Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> uh, well, the name itself was admittedly a total ripoff from David Lett at Erie Vineyards, <laughs> celebrating, you know, our first planting. Uh, but in terms of the image itself, we had this artist, and I said, you know, like, I want to do this old vine concept, but I don't want the typical, you know, old vine that you see on a lot of labels around the world, more of an artistic interpretation. And so he did that painting, and uh, so I got it. It's beautiful, but, you know, when I think of a vine, I think of kind of concentric circles or whatever. And he goes, well, I'm interpreting this way. It's like, well, okay, slow down, slow down. We'll use your picture. We'll use your picture. So yeah. essentially, that's an artsy interpretation of uh, an old vineyard or old vine, but obviously on the abstract tip. Guys, it's uh, for many of us, it's rosé season, even for Mother's Day coming up. A lot of rosé is going to be sold, and you've got one called Mama's Blush. That uh, intrigues me. Is it a new release now? Can we access that wine? Yeah, that's a new wine. Uh, we've been selling it for the last uh, few weeks. So there's an amazing charity uh, in Kelowna that you might know of called Mamas for Mamas. And essentially yeah. they just take, uh, you know, really try and take donations and do a lot of fundraising for uh, mothers who need a little bit of support. And so what we've done in the last two years is create a wine with uh, Shannon, who's kind of heads it up. And uh, uh, basically we donate, you know, five bucks to charity from every bottle, to the charity from every bottle sold. So um, wow. you can feel great while getting buzzed. Jeff, how, how would we, uh, how do we approach your winery now? Is it a wine? I know that you have several vineyards. Is it a winery of place, or is it a winery of of grape varieties, or how how do you how would you describe the, you know the philosophy? That's a great question, Tony. I think um, you know the the best way to look at Mount Boucher is we've got we've got some amazing vineyards from all around the Okanagan and some Elkamine, and each one of them has their own story to tell. Each one of them has their own microclimates, macroclimates, you name it. 
And um, we really, we go about uh, trying to highlight some of the, the real uh, great varieties that, um, that do really well in those particular uh, climates. Right. And uh, so Boucherie, we, we really, we do um, single vineyard things. You know, this original vine series is, is all about single, single vineyards and single blocks. Yep. And um, uh, we also, but we also do, you know, make blends from, uh, from all of our vineyards, sort of taking the best, uh, the best of one and adding it to the best of the next and, and uh, you know, just coming up with a really kind of neat wine. Yeah. Well, I love to see that, you, you know, you've got, you, you've got a Cabernet from South Coston uh, and you've got a Pinot. I love this PGT, I guess, or is it a PP, PGP? I'm not sure how you guys call it. Uh, PGG. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah. that's an old French style but it's a juicy wine and fun to drink uh and also uh, uh I'm just crazy about what's going on down there in the Smilkameen so it's kind of fun but you're everywhere you got Okanagan Falls and you've got uh, Golden Mile Bench and then of course you got the home soil the uh the <laughs> the ancient volcano that we can never find when we go up there but we know it's <laughs> And how can we get our hands on some of these wines? Uh, yeah, today, that, I well, guess. all the new stuff is just, uh, you know, haven't quite even sold the bottle yet, but we will start uh, promoting in the next couple of months. But, uh, you know, we're doing a lot of really good deals for Canadians uh, online is the best spot, to be honest. Great. And yeah. what about, what's the charge for delivery? We are shipping cases for free everywhere. Uh, we are going to feature uh, four or five wines every month with uh, an increased discount and, uh, you know, we thought if you're going to, you know, start wheeling and dealing, just try and give the best best prices possible and try and over-deliver rather than, than scrape too much. And uh, the response has been tremendous. Well, good for you guys. I hope that uh, we can get up there soon and see the new premises. I mean, we've, we've seen it from the outside, but we're dying to get a look inside, as I'm sure many of your customers are. Uh, so thanks for joining us today, guys. And for our listeners, mountboucherie.com, that's mtboucherie.com is where to go uh, to get organized to buy some wine online. They also have a contactless uh, pickup at the winery, and you can arrange that uh, also through the website. Uh, thank you, guys. I hope to see you soon, and uh, happy Mother's Day. I, I, I hope you sell lots of rosé this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. On it. Thank Great time to you, as always. Yeah, see you soon. Ciao. Uh, that was Jesse Harnden. He's the GM. Jeff Hundermark is the head winemaker at Mount Boucherie Winery. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll uh, take a quick break and come back to uh, head up to Skaha to talk to John Skinner at Painted Rock. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley, a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. Here, nestled in a sun-laden stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. And even though now's not the time to physically explore the Similkameen, you can still get a taste of it. Clos de Soleil blends age-old Bordeaux varieties and a unique Similkameen minerality into elegant, age-worthy, distinctively terroir-driven wines. Available online at clodesoleil.ca with free shipping to your doorstep now on all orders. Cullman, a family estate winery, reminds you that it's time to join the 2020 Fellowship and reap the rewards. Cullman's Fellowship not only brings people together through their love of Cullman wines, it also features exclusive benefits only available to members, like access to the number series, Cullman's small lot program, as well as unreleased library and rare wines from their portfolio. For details, visit Cullman.ca. 
Cullman a Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. Tony Haller, owner of Poplar Grove Winery. We have a large wine club, and I think it's really important. Wine clubs are important because they're your best ambassador. You know, they're going to somebody's house for a dinner party, and they're bringing your wine, right? And then they talk about your wine, and a lot of them are so passionate about it. You know, it's exactly what I, as the owner, would do, but they're wine club members, and they're doing it for me. Join the club and take advantage. Become a member at poplargrove.ca. At Family-Owned Therapy Vineyards and Inn, their family like yours has made changes to daily routines. Now offering curbside pickup or, as always, order at therapyvineyards.com for convenient delivery to your home. Stay connected with Therapy Vineyards through their newly launched video series along with great spring offers. From their family to yours, they look forward to welcoming you to beautiful Naramata soon. As their labels have stated since 2017, we're in this together. Therapyvineyards.com now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. You ain't gotta leave the house to have a good time. I'm gonna bring the good time home to you. We'll have a house party. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, and we can leave the house, at least not yet, but maybe soon. And uh, the guy we want to visit and talk to about that is John Skinner. He's the proprietor of Painted Rock uh, Estate Winery up in the Okanagan on the Skaha Bench. John, how are you today? Well, as good as could be expected, I guess. A little lonely. <laughs> you know, lonely. We're, we're all finding different ways to to to, to deal with it. Yeah, you know? I, I was... Yeah, I was listening to a, a wedding coordinator today, and it reminded me that you did you were doing a bunch of those. That must be a whack of uh, business out the door, too. It is. It is. And we're working. You know, we've got a really good team, and we're working yeah. with the brides, and and the majority of them have postponed them, which is which yeah. is wonderful. You know, we're we're just, but we're also very understanding. There there were a few that just couldn't, and and we. We gave a full refund. We're just, we're, we're, for us, it's this is uh, an incomparable time, and yeah. and we just have to look. These are young people getting started. We're we're gonna we're gonna try to help them out. Yeah, it seems now. I mean, it, it's pretty clear to me that the, there's going to be a total reset in the wine business about the way that we you know interact with customers, the way we sell wine. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of time. I know people uh, wish they could get back. Two months isn't that much time to reset an entire industry, but there's many changes coming, I would believe, to the way that you'll operate. And uh, tell us a bit about how the Okanagan, as, as a group maybe, is, is getting involved. Well, in we, thank you, because we, uh, we are working cooperatively. As, as an industry, there are a group of us who have got together to, to establish some industry protocol. And mm-hmm. it's about safety and security and, and what methodologies and what safety measures we will consistently go to if and when we open. But yeah. it has to be, you have to have, we first and foremost have to have the trust of the public. And yeah. so, so my tasting room is closed. We do curbside pickups right now that are very safe. But, but by, really, when, if we're going to go to that step, I, I'm a strong advocate that we go to it as safely as possible we've envisioned in our tasting room where we would have um we're, we're going to implement a new tasting by appointment pr- protocol um mm-hmm. and and we're working with a number of other wineries to implement that now it's the same way you'd go and book a book a uh, a restaurant online you book a tasting online pick a time yeah. and we'll have it in sh- a very safe 
environment to be able to to do it. But but this is all you know learning on our feet. And yeah, I mean, just the word tasting. Get, just the word tasting. It, exactly. Yeah, I mean, tasting with other people and spitting and all that stuff. It just it just freaks me out now. <laughs> You know, and and maybe we don't do it for a while, maybe, because right now yeah. we don't. I mean, people yeah. are buying curbside. We have quite a significant online pro, um, program, and uh, a, a very significant wine club. I'm incredibly honored and and appreciative of that community of people because they've really supported us. And so I'm and, wondering, uh, John. I'm wondering, and I you know I touched on it earlier, but this whole if you if you go up the stairs, so the wine club was based on people tasting your wine and maybe visiting the winery now they don't do that so so how is the story going to be told who's going to tell the story who are that's, those players going to be you know that's uh, you know? a really really good i'm i'm doing uh i've done quite a number of zoom interviews recently uh i've i'm doing one on on the 15th i'm doing with with a with a big wine club i'm doing one at you know it's funny i'm doing one with richard hemming JancisRobinson.com. He also works with 67 Pall Mall in Singapore now. He's just moved there, and I'm doing a Zoom call with he and the 67 Pall Mall community. That's a very exclusive wine club in London and Singapore, and they're going to do the whole thing live in London and in Singapore. So I am host. <laughs> I'm hosting it with Richard at four o'clock in the morning tonight. Oh my wow. goodness. I, yeah, in, I'm going to be in the tasting room, and we're going to taste through my whole. And and that's just you just do what you do. We've got a a decent. I I actually was supposed to be in Singapore a month ago. I was going to go to to uh, Germany, Provine, and then I was going to Singapore, and then I was going to London, and then I was going to New York, and then I was going to Australia. That was wow. supposed to be my year this year, and I'm sitting in Penticton right now. So, how important is the international market for BC wines? It's really important, and they, you know, we've gone from being, I like to say we've gone from being the cousin that uh, no one had heard of to the cousin that everybody wants to take credit for. And uh-huh. when we go to Germany now, Painted Rock is known. There's a group of us. I am I'm I work with a, a, a group of eight BC wineries called the Okanagan Wine Initiative, and we go to Germany regularly. We go to London regularly. And it's not about Painted Rock. It's about the Okanagan and BC and Canada. And we've got profile now with these people. So uh, it's we're, we're, my wines are now carried by the wine club 67 Pall Mall in London. Hence this zoom call that we're doing in the middle of the night. Wow. You know, they, they know who we are. They want to hear the story and people are not going to be jumping on airplanes and coming here. So why not do it? I'm happy to be up at four in the morning. I got nothing better to do. <laughs> so I'll, yep. I'll taste wine and explain them and describe to them so- who, who and what we are. What uh, what do you hear in the community? Uh, I know that uh, we're going to hear more from Dr. Henry this week about maybe some limited travel across British Columbia. Do you expect to see some people in the Okanagan by, by June or July this year and uh, that may be interacting with wineries? Or? Under, under really, really tough scrutiny. And, and mm-hmm. to, to my mind, you know, we're hopeful that people can get going a little bit, but you know, I I, I think we're, this this season is going to be a real challenge. So I need an RV, it, John. You need an RV. I, <laughs> I need an RV. <laughs> everything is just so. But but really, I'm I'm thankful that my team are really on this and they're working. Yeah. It, you know, the it, dire circumstances like this bring out the best in people, and and we are working really closely with a group of other wineries. Al Hudak, the lawyer, is working really hard with us, setting us setting a boat new strategies to be able to be 
really consistent and yeah, and, and adhere to the highest protocol. It's very yep. generous of Al. Like, um, I do have some good news, though. I don't know if you've, I, I'm sure you've been hearing this rumor, but um, uh, the Ontario government had implemented uh, quite a onerous, restrictive protocol over wine shipments into Ontario last year. Yeah, and, they've lifted that. But, eh? but, but when they did that, there was a, a sunset clause and it expires on Canada Day. So, so we'll be able to sell wine be, there. Well, you know what? We'll be able to sell wine there. And Great. That is the bo- that's the best bit of free trade news, not just in Canada. I haven't heard any good free trade news in the U.S. I haven't heard good free trade news anywhere. Yeah. That would be a game changer for our industry. You know, I like to say I make wine for all Canadians and I ship it to all Canadians. Mm-hmm. I, I just wrote a letter to the editor of the... Um, Globe and Mail a couple of days ago, and I hope it get, gets published. And really, it was thanking it was thanking Premier Ford. You know, mm-hmm. we should be Canadians first. This is a this is a time to look out for one another. And yeah. you know that that's that's a really really good measure. I think we should be grandparents first. Congratulations, you have two. <laughs> I've got two of them now. I've got one is going to be in my house in about an hour, and my wife is just we haven't seen her in a month. And oh it's, uh, wow! It's you might have really to start another winery, John. one for each hey before we run out of time uh people can go online of course they go to painterrock.ca what should they be looking at right now for ordering online uh in terms of any releases well you you know we 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 have a wine club and that that provides discounts we're doing uh free shipping and and we're sincerely appreciative for you know one thing about our wine club and the reason we have a very substantial wine club is the ask is small it's once a year six bottles you know the wine's still there, and and the appetite's still there. So we're just trying to, you yeah. know, put the piece of the puzzle together and be as accommodative as we can. And thankfully, yeah. we've got a really good team in Vancouver that are, um, you know, my daughter is there, and Sarah, who works for us, she's fabulous, and she's hustling around Vancouver like crazy, getting wine to customers. Well, John, it's great to catch up with you today. Uh, I wish you well. I, I know that uh, uh, things will be different, but uh, maybe they'll be better. We never know. Uh, maybe we'll get it all right. Uh, I'm hoping for one restart. That's my big goal, only one restart. I, I would like one restart, too, and that's yeah. why it's so important that we do it right, and yeah. that's why why we're making concerted efforts right now to, to make sure that we are prepared. We're, we're not going we're gonna, gonna to think on our feet here. We're going to think with highly highly strategic very safe we're doing all we've got somebody doing all the procurement of a consistent product for everybody so yeah. that we all have you know it's it this is we, we can't be you know you can't make a misstep here and then yeah. all of a sudden have somebody get sick because they did something no no no. we all have to march to the same drum but right on. really appreciate your your time it's uh, yeah no problem time. we're great to chat with you john and we'll be we can't wait to get up there and see you okay i miss you <laughs> okay miss okay. You both. okay thank take you take care man Okay. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy Mother's Day. Hey, thank you. Yeah, my, I'm all prepared. I've done all right. <laughs> John Skinner. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us today, folks. Uh, really happy that we could share the show with you across British Columbia. You know, it's Mother's Day this weekend, Casey. Before we go, uh, are, you, are you Zooming or will this be a different Mother's Day? I'm sure it will be. I think it was three days ago. They all came up in front of my place, got out of the car, and we talked from six feet away. Hadn't seen everybody for six weeks. And you know what? Uh, A mother's sacrifice isn't giving birth. It's nine months without wine. Wow. I don't know if I could do that. 
Uh, well, folks, uh, happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there, to my mum back at home. Uh, I wish I could see you, mum, but uh, it'll have to be next year when you're 93. Wow. Uh, can't wait to see you. Have a great weekend, folks. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. You've been listening to the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.